Almost 30. What's up? Hello and welcome to Almost 30 Podcast. How you feeling? How are you today? We just recorded some ad spots and it was hilarious. <laughs> so you guys, I don't think you understand. When you're I like, wish I could replay because that same, was... We should have kept clips of it. When you're reading something, you're like... And it's true. Like, I all believe what I what we're talking about in the ads, but you're like, yeah. And so, you know, and then I love this part of it. And you just start to like lose it. <laughs> you're like, you won't believe this. They use hemp oil <laughs> yeah. over palm oil. It's crazy. <laughs> and then I just, we just have to laugh because it's just a like, silly experience. <laughs> and we've also been recording all day. Yes. So when you get to that point, you're Dude, like, 100%. my face, I can't feel it. And you, <laughs> it's like as many, 500 episodes with this so many ad spots is so... Oh, I mean, deeply grateful. I, yeah, I actually truly. love all the brands we work with. I wanted to start this intro. I'm Krista, by the way. So this is my best friend, Lindsay. I'm Krista. Hello. We are both hosts of Almost 30. We've been doing this for a while now. We're really grateful you're here. So however you got here, if you've been here for a while, we are eternally grateful to you for supporting the podcast and the community and everything that we do. Um and usually before we get into the episode today's with Natalia Benson about cryptocurrency and money um, and astrology, we just connect and chat. And today I want to talk about <laughs> the workout class we we're in today <laughs> and how I you thought. It. Yep. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. So we're in workout class. <laughs> Me and Lindsay. I'm here and I'm, I'm visiting LA. We're doing a, a week and a half of, you know, intensive, like almost 30 hang time. And we do this like once a month which is the best. Continue. And we're in a workout class and Lindsay goes, hey, don't say anything, but this person, we'll call her Mary, is in class. And I'm like, and Mary was someone that we did business with. We upheld our end of the deal and Mary didn't uphold her end of the deal. Would you say that's accurate? To make it as like general as possible. Yeah, as general as possible. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yes, that is accurate. So again, we held up our end of the deal. (laughs) Mary didn't uphold her end of the deal. So that's all you need to know. And she's like, Mary's here. And I'm like, oh, that's so weird. And I'm like, who? And she's like, in the green. I'm like, the sage green? You're like, that's mint. But anyways, I'm like, okay. And she's like, she has her hair down. I'm like, oh my God, freak. And so we're kind of like feeling her out because I don't know what this person actually looks like because it's an internet relationship. And you're like, it's her. It's her, it's her, it's her. I'm like, okay, cool. You have to talk to her after class. Because I was like, she said the word Dallas and I know that she she has an affiliation. Here. Oh, yeah. She has an, it's a city here? It's a city in the United States. Okay. So what was your experience? It was her. I was like, oh, of course. Yes, her. Because she said the word Dallas and she looks like this person. So I was like, oh, wow. I was like. You were so sure. Oh, I was 100% You were so sure. sure. You were like cocky with it. You're like, it's her. I'm like, all right, what's our move? We have to talk to them. We have to go first. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. I'll go up to her. And then... Checked in with the instructor. I checked in with our friend, with another friend in class. I go, hey, is her name... Mary? (laughs) And she goes, I don't know, actually. I'm like, okay, I've been... Because I've been... this. The thing is, is that this person, Mary, I had been in class with for a year, probably. We had seen each other... Probably 50 times. So I'm like, damn, that's so weird. If you that didn't would t- be Yeah, her. you didn't tell me that initially. <laughs> uh, I did enough early enough <laughs> yeah. in your assumption where you would change it. I literally said, I'm like, dude, I literally have seen her 24-7. And so we checked in with the instructor and her name was Denise. I'm like, which isn't her real name. But I was like, oh. <laughs> you win. You win. It wasn't you winning, win. but I just I was like- I to show you a picture to compare because they look what like if, How embarrassing. I mean, this poor girl's probably like, why are they staring at me? I know. I know, poor girl. 
poor girl. <laughs> you thought internet relationships, but with filters and stuff, you never really know who people are. Anyways. You absolutely never know. You don't. It's crazy. You don't. Even me. Yeah. They're like, why doesn't she have sparkles all over yeah, her face? Honestly. <laughs> she doesn't have a butterfly landing on her cheek in real person. <laughs> Remember when like the everyone did the dog one? You know oh, what's man, funny? That the was dog early one? days. That's early Snapchat. TBT. You know what I think of? Britney Spears did that. She still does it. Still does it. Bless. Freaking bless. Bless her heart. Bless her heart. Ooh. I thought there was some, there was like a, t- like when, when Britney w- got freed from her conservatorship, I was like, whew. And then she's still going ham on her, on, on really? all. Yeah. Saying what? She, you know, and I, I can imagine that there are people in her family that were not good to her at all, but almost like continuing to really harp on it. And I just want her to live her life. And yeah. I don't, you know what I mean? I, I, I wish that for her rather than to, uh, fight over social media yeah, with her fam. It's kind of a it's bummer. It's a fractured soul, man. You don't know. I mean, the bummer. shit that they did to the pop stars like that Holy is just moly. so crazy, dude. I mean, it's it's so atrocious. I know. It's so, atro- like the things that we used to think were okay. I know. What was that one movie where it's like, the whole concept of the movie was like him like dating a fat girl or something, like a quote unquote fat girl or something. That, that was like the whole concept was like, oh, it was like just like the the anti fatness and like the beauty, like the beauty focus and just the things that we thought were acceptable were mm-hmm. so wrong and weird. Mm-hmm. Completely. And especially like the, the treat, the treatment, the, yeah, the treatment of pop stars where it's like the sexualization, the overworking, oh the not really guiding them in a way that is good for them as a person, child, teen. Yes. Rather than just being like, wow, this this kid is a cash cow. Let's keep going. Let's yes. keep doing this. Whatever they want. Yes. And they oftentimes, it seems like pop stars, because they're made adults so young, it almost makes them crave childhood. So they're almost like children. You know, like Michael Jackson oh, yeah. was so obsessed oh, with. Yeah. It's like they just become really obsessed like in their mind, they've stunted and they're fractured at the age where the trauma happened. Yes. You know, and so they're almost like children, which is really, mm-hmm. oh my God, can you imagine? You literally can't trust anyone. I know. You cannot, like, can you, I mean, the stories that they may have about how many people have like screwed them over. Yeah, it must be like traumatizing over and over because it's like you you really want to trust people when you are yes. that vulnerable to the public eye, like just everything. Yes. Wow. I know. All right. Well, so praying for y'all. Praying for y'all. Praying for Brittany. Mm -hmm. Excited about today's episode with our dear friend, Natty Ice, Natalia Benson. She's been friends with us for a while. And in this episode, we talk about astrology and money and cryptocurrency. And we get really tactical on um, money management strategies, Mm -hmm. which is something I've been wanting to do for a while. It's funny within our friend group, it's like, I actually want their services. I know. <laughs> I thought like as she met up with our friend Always. Crystal and they did like her money management techniques and I'm like, damn, I'm jealous. Like I would have loved same to do that. We can do that. And we almost, you know, we shared a lot of it in the conversation today. 
And it has felt like there is like a newly refreshed conversation in the collective about money. I feel like more of our community has been asking for it. I know our members within the membership were wanting to do a finance-related workshop, which we are going to do. And so many of my friends have been talking about money so much lately. And Natalia actually explains at the beginning of this episode from an astrological perspective why that is. Yeah, so I believe there's a player, Uranus, is having a moment. (laughs) (laughs) And that's it. So that's all you get. That's all I know. (laughs) Yeah, literally. Um, No, but it's it's really fascinating. Astrology hour (laughs) with almost 30. So Uranus is having a moment. (laughs) It's correlated to what we're seeing as far as crypto and NFTs and DeFi and like just that whole new money, the breaking down or restructuring of the older systems. There's a correlation in astrology. Yes. It's like Uranus and Taurus. And then there's a new North and South node, which she'll explain in detail. It's funny when we were doing our in, in or we were doing our interview. She's like, sometimes when you're talking to people, they'll be like, "Well, what does Uranus or what does Taurus represent?" And it's almost like they're asking you the question back to you. And I'm always scared mm. that people are going to actually ask us a question and be like, "Well, what does it mean?" You know, what's the word that comes to mind with this? It was volatility. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Oh my god, I get so stressed when people are going to ask a question, probably because of the one time with Ramit." Sadie. Uh-huh. And and what happened? Where he said, he was doing like an example with numbers. He's like, okay, you have a million dollars and then you lose 50 bucks. How much do you have? And we were, I was like, $14. <laughs> I know. We were both like, what? Yes. We had another money had expert moment. on Ramit and it was the most embarrassing thing because his example flopped because we were so stupid. I know. I was like, keep going, keep going, keep yeah, going. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this one's a, a really powerful one because I, I know you all listening, will appreciate us bringing in, Natalia bringing in the subconscious work. Yes. And really healing at an emotional, subconscious, inner level, the stories around money, around um, abundance. And it's at these like core points that you're able to see actual things change in your reality related to money. But then she's also giving us very, very unsexy practical tips around money management. She gives us um, a part of her system, which I'm going to do. Like I have it kind of set up, but it's actually a little more scattered than what she explained. I'm like, ooh, I got to organize like Natalia. Yeah. Natalia has been on our podcast before, so you can search Natalia Almost 30 if you want to hear the episode we did with her a few years ago. That was about her 20s, her Saturn return really coming to the place where she became a business coach and money mentor and has everything that she does now. You can also go to her website, nataliabenson.com, and you can dig into her courses and programs and membership. And then we were also on her podcast. So Lindsay's been on solo, I've been on solo, and then we were on it together. It episode, it aired in February. Yes. So thank you so much, Natalia. And thank you all for listening. We really, really appreciate your listenership. We know that there are a lot of podcasts out there. So the fact that you found and chose Almost 30 just means so, so much. If this episode or any other episode really just landed with you, I'm sure it will land with someone that you love. So send it along. That means the world. Yeah. You're the best. Thank you so much for being a part of our community. We love you so much. We'll see you on Instagram at almost30podcast, almost30.com for all the show notes, for our blog, for our courses, for our programs, for Podcast Pro. And we'll see you on the other side. 
We'll be back in just a moment. But first, we want to share a little bit about the sponsors who support this episode. Every single morning without fail, I take my athletic greens. Why do I take athletic greens? Because for many reasons, it helps with my digestion. It supports high energy. It also fills in the nutritional gaps. There are some days like today where I didn't really get my greens that I might normally get. I had a lot of... mm, I had some, I had a calzone and um, I didn't get any greens in any of my meals. So AG1 by Athletic Greens, it's the category leading superfood product, brings comprehensive and convenient daily nutrition to everybody. So this has 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients, including a multivitamin, multi-mineral, probiotic, green superfood blend, and more in one convenient serving. This is what blows my mind. It is one scoop. That's it. One scoop a day of high quality bioavailable ingredients. It works together to fill the nutritional gaps, as I said, in your diet, support energy and focus, aid with gut health and digestion and support a healthy immune system. It's incredible. I'm sure you've heard the hype, but now it's time to try it. Go to athleticgreens.com slash almost 30 to take control of your health and give AG1 a try. I'm really excited because with your purchase, you're going to get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase, which I bring those with me everywhere. Plus I take the vitamin D every single day. This has helped my mood. It has helped with my energy. It's It's been a game changer because my vitamin D levels have been low. Yours might be too. It's very common. Go to athleticgreens.com slash almost 30. You are going to get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Again, athleticgreens.com slash almost almost 30. So we've been listening to this podcast called V Want to Know, where the host, Matthias, asks celebrities about a topic they want to learn more about. And then he invites them onto the show to talk to an expert on that topic. Past episodes have included Nicole Ritchie learning about food seasonality, Madison Beer learning about the history of psychiatry, and Alex Cooper from Call Her Daddy learning about astrology. You never really get to hear celebrities having conversations like this, and you actually learn a lot. I really recommend it. The woman that does Flamingo Estate is the designer of the proper. Kelly? Yes. Isn't that crazy? She's my Flamingo Estate. Well, and who introduced me, but... Crystal on the crypto covenant on on the our Black Friday chat. <laughs> she said that's she Crystal said, Streets. Yeah, literally, that's C Streets. So she said to about Flamingo Estate. I cannot mm. keep up with the thread. Dude, no, dude. Uh, yes, too many acronyms. <laughs> I was like, hey, I was great googling. job, ladies. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, I put in more ETH today. Yeah. That's about all I have. <laughs> I literally was googling the sword because I was like, I'm not about to look like the <laughs> dumb one on this I fucking thread anymore. I thought that you were anymore. like, hey guys, so like, what should I do though? Like, you were like, hey guys, like, um, so brass tacks, what should I do with this? <laughs> so for anyone listening, we have a group uh, called Crypto Coven. Oh my God. It's Natalia, Lindsay, myself, Milana Snow, Crystal Streets. And Letitia Roll. And Letitia Roll. Um, do not forget. And these are all women that have been on the podcast. They're some of our best friends. And we talk finance. 
we talk business, we talk strategy, and the money talk. Crypto. It's crazy. All my girlfriends, I've in my group chats, I have a group chat with Lacey and Jordan, and all these people are only talking about money shit. Oh my it's God. like in the it's collective right now. Yeah. Well, yeah, astrologically, there is some major, major stuff going on right now. Tell us more. Yeah, what's happening? Well, I don't want to go too... I actually was um, in the car this morning and I was like, Natalia, don't even attempt to talk to Chris and Lindsay about this because you don't know what the fuck you're talking... But I, we're like, just going to we go know. for it. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> really? So here's the thing. Like Mick, my beautiful fiance, as you guys know, you know, having a chat about, about crypto... And I'm like looking at the astrology because me, the whole, to me, what's been going on is as Uranus, planet Uranus is moving through Taurus. So Taurus is traditionally known as the money sign. The second house in the Western system of astrology is money. Well, Uranus is transiting through Taurus for the next, you know, 14 years or so. Actually, don't quote me on the time. I got to look that up again. But What's so powerful is what I've noticed is since Uranus has been moving through Taurus, so Uranus represents change, progress, evolution, right? Taurus, money. So how fascinating. And a lot of us, we're very into the to progress. We want to see things shift and change. And how exciting and fascinating and also a little interesting and intimidating, there's a lot of opportunity for major shifts right now. And I just find it fascinating that the astrology is matching up to it. But what I was going to say that I don't know much about, but we're just going to take a crack at it, see what we (laughs) figure out here. But last week when the crypto... I don't know. The the crypto, the dip, the the correction. By the dip. It happens every day. Things are literally. I'm like, why are we still talking about this? And Uranus is a very volatile energy. So it's fascinating that as the conversation about Bitcoin, cryptocurrency, all this stuff is coming more online. What's interesting is that Uranus represents that volatility. And when you ask like anybody who's, let's say, into crypto, what is a word that encapsulates cryptocurrency or Bitcoin. Volatility. So I think that's interesting that there's like that synergy there. Yeah. But what's fascinating is back in August, I, I did a little a little moment talking to Mick and I took a look and I was like, okay, so back in August of 2021, Bitcoin soared. I think it went up to like 40, 50, 60. I don't remember, but it was, it was very, very high. And that was right around the time that Uranus went retrograde. And when Uranus went direct, which was just in the last week, well, Bitcoin had a massive dip. And all of the coins, from what I understand, kind of follow um, the... Astrology. Well, they well, Bitcoin. They, they follow Bitcoin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe they follow the astrology too. <laughs> <laughs> but That's um, interesting. I find it interesting. And here's the thing. This is what I said I wasn't going to go too deep on with you, babes, because I haven't done... I want to really sit down and look at, well, what are the dates? Because that's something really cool that you can do in astrology is like, I'm like, I want to look at what were the dates that... What are the dates that Uranus is moving through Taurus? Um, and then take a look at the events of what's been going on. And the North Node, Transit North Node, and again, this is all the Western system. So in Sidereal, which I don't know anything about, is very different right now. Um, I think that, I believe that Sidereal is always a month 
before. And then in the tropical system, we're just doing our own fucking thing with like the seasons and what's going on on earth. But basically what's really interesting is as the North Node moves into uh, Taurus, again, we we just have a lot of activity in this sign. I mean, not a ton, but definitely some very powerful players moving through this Taurian energy, which is all about, it's about money. And it's about, you know, the way that I always look at Taurus is it's also the way that we are relating to, um, it's the way that we're relating to productivity. It's the way that we're relating to the earth. It's the way that we are relating to value. It's the way we're relating to intrinsic value. And it's even been interesting as Uranus has been retrograde um, in Taurus, it's been also very interesting to see how we've had supply chain issues. We've had a lot of things going on within the workforce in, let's say, the United States specifically from what I've seen. And these are all things that, you know, Uranus is about, as I mentioned, progress, change, and evolution. And guess what? Uranus is the natural ruler of Aquarius. And we are also moving into, it's hard to say the dates for this because there's no lines in the sky to be like, okay, now we're in the age of Aquarius. These are like massive, what's known as, I'm, I'm not sure the, the exact word for this, but like these are like eons of time. Hard to track those. Like there's not really one governing body on the planet that's like, yeah, so now we're in the age of Aquarius. We just, you know, moved over this way. But what's very powerful and exciting to me is that all of this just kind of adds up. And that's why, like, even though I've gotten very into entrepreneurship and money, the root of everything I do is always in astrology because astrology, especially when utilized in a clarifying and empowering way, it is magnificent what it can, the, the, the depth of information that it can lend to anything in the world and especially in our lives. See, what we're talking about right now is what's known a little bit more as mundane astrology, which I don't pay a lot of attention to. I'm more, I, I teach natal chart astrology as you babes know, but when there's like just such sweeping things going on and I start to see the ties, I just, it, I can't help but not pay attention. I just find it incredibly fascinating. So I think it's cool what's going on. So fascinating. The volatility of Uranus and its connection to evolution and change. It's its almost just pointing to kind of that breakdown of the system, yeah, especially money. Yep. That needs to happen in order to That's, bring about that change. I'm, like I love, I literally love money. I have a great relationship with money. I'm mm-hmm. grateful, but there is like a little chip in me that is like, damn, if something happens, I'm scared. Mm-hmm. I know? think, and mm-hmm. here's the thing. I actually was thinking about this this morning. I was like, you know what? Because I, I was attempting to explain to my mom our crypto coven chat. And then also... <laughs> explain it to me too. Yeah. <laughs> I think I had 147 unread messages yesterday. I was like, Dude. whoa, crypto coven is currently going <laughs> off. I've missed something. I love Letitia did like a demo. Him. She did a demo. was like, here you go. And then you buy this. And yeah. then you said this. I was like, that's With amazing. her voiceover in the yes, video. She's literally yes. like, so here's what you do on TD Ameritrade. I was yes. like, I love you so much. <laughs> it was so good. But... What I was telling my mom as I was explaining what I do know about um, DeFi and crypto, most of what I've learned from Milana, um, I was like, you know, mom, I don't, my, this might sound interesting, but I'm like, my prayer, my vision is that one thing doesn't have to get totally demolished for something else to live. I think what can be the most, what's the best word, the, the best word to use, but 
perhaps perhaps the most synergized approach is that both can exist, but at a higher octave because essentially the movement of crypto and why I find it so fascinating and why, I mean, babe, Chris, essentially at your wedding is when I started to kind of dip into this conversation, ended up sitting with Milana. I know. I was just like, (laughs) were you there yesterday? Oh, Justin uh, was like, bah, 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 <laughs> in the kitchen. He was yeah. like, oh, I know when you don't give a fuck. I'm like, I need a break. I literally at breakfast the other day. I was like, when the food comes, no more crypto talk. I can't hear any more about the crypto. Is this just dudes in general? Like, this it's is just... my man. Like, literally, I'm like, like, he'll, I've known now not to ask him questions at night that are like really involved yes. about like things of the world. Because yes. he'll just go on full-blown dissertations. Yes. And I'm like, he's like, are you sorry you asked? I was like, I kind of am. <laughs> yes. I was like, I really want to learn this, but literally I'm going to just sleep put in a voice point memo. three yes. seconds. We go, I, we memo. just put our hands on, we put our two fingers on the other person's mouth and we go, stuff, stuff. <laughs> stuff, stuff. <laughs> I don't do that to make. You should, like, just like stuff, stuff. Because you need a break. you do. You're like, uh, But yeah, goodbye. it's been, the crypto thing's interesting because Justin's been in it, in it for a long time and now it's his full time. It's like his life, but... It is. I've thought about it too. And there's just the part of it that feels, I don't know. And even in some conversations where we're talking about stocks, I'm like, for me, the energy behind this feels like just a money grab and it doesn't feel energetically like Mm. it feels aligned to me. Totally. But then you feel like you're missing out. You're like, oh, I'm missing out. And that's what Mm. I thought about with some of the NFTs that I was going to buy. I'm like, I literally had this one NFT. It was like 3000. It was like an ETH at the time. And I was like, oh, I'm going to buy this. And then I was literally about to buy. I'm like, I literally don't give a fuck about this. What am I going to do? Put this in my wallet and be like, hey, everyone. And now it's like $36,000. But then I'm like, what, what's the energy? I was like, what would I love to invest in? What would I truthfully love to invest my energy in? And yes, I have crypto and I have normal stocks, but it's it's hard to figure out what that place is. And I think a lot of women especially think about that because we like to invest with heart, with our hearts, with intention. 100%. You know? Yeah. And you know what? I I don't know. Have you guys ever heard of investing with Rose on YouTube? My favorite. My favorite. I have learned most of my financial education. And you know Rose is onto something when you're, you know, 75-year-old retired Scorpio CFO dad is like, hey, there's this girl in the Wall Street Journal. I think you might. So she's um, essentially like a financial influencer. She has an amazing YouTube channel. I've learned so, so much from her. I actually just watched a video of hers the other day about five. She's very, very into cryptocurrency and Bitcoin and options trading and all the things. And she basically was saying is eight minute video, highly recommended. It's a pretty recent video. And she was like, look, like you cannot look at cryptocurrency as like a grab and go. If you're just there to make money, she's like, you really must be behind the movement of why it is because that's what is going to keep you in for the volatility, in for the long haul. And I think that what's exciting about women getting more activated around finance is that we kind of naturally, and I won't speak for all women, I'll just, I'll speak for myself. I know that I bring what it is that I want to see for the world through the way that I utilize money. Um, Investments are still very new for me. I'm actually writing uh, my book right now called Heal Your Money. And 
there's a little chapter on investing. And I'm like, look, I don't need you to think I'm like some advanced invest- investor. I'm not. I'm very beginning. I'm very simple. But it also gets to be that way. I think sometimes we overcomplicate these things. And really, we have to look at the why of why we're doing them. But I think that these tools and why I'm so passionate about financial empowerment, financial literacy is because money is a neutral tool. So it literally, it it reflects the consciousness of the person using it. And what's exciting is that as we move through the process of getting to know money and, and getting to know what I like to call the rules of engagement around money, I mean, I think it's, it's exciting what we can do. So... But Krista, I also, you guys know, I know your astrology. So when I hear you say certain things, I'm like, well, that's all your, that's your Capricorn Stelly I'm talking. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to invest in Zach Bush. <laughs> I know. Yeah, the, the simplicity is really powerful because I think, yeah. I think women have a tendency or maybe, I mean, we've you've done an episode on this, just the comparison thing where totally. it can really put us at a disadvantage to kind of look around and be like, oh, shoot, yeah. I'm behind. Or, oh, shoot, totally. she knows how I to do totally this better do than that. I do. Or he knows how to do this yes. better than I do. Yes. And when the simplicity of it, I think, brings forth kind of the the purity of the energy you want to put into it rather than totally. overcomplicating and then yes. creating all this static around it. So I really love that. What has been, what has been like, especially around crypto... And kind of the new, the new money and new currency that's coming about. One simple either practice or rule for yourself that you've loved and has been able to kind of ground you in moving forward and investing and creating totally. wealth around that. I love that. I mean, very simply, like I. So I teach money management, which I'll sh- I'm sure we'll chat about today. Wait. You guys know it's my favorite thing, and it's just been. I know if you would have asked me even five years ago if I would be talking about money management all the time and assisting women with money management, I would have been like, "Who are you referring to?" Because that's not me at all. <laughs> but um, you know, first things first. So there's a concept. I'm sure maybe some of your babes listening have heard this. Maybe not, but it's the concept of paying yourself first. The reason I love money management is that very often we're all functioning out of one or two bank accounts. Number one, that's overwhelming. Um, Number two, it does not lead to clarity. And what's so exciting, and you guys, if I say exciting 65 times, it's because I'm literally very excited about everything. And that's very much (laughs) my my astrology too. I'm an Aries, Sag moon. I love just, I get really activated and I'm extremely optimistic. And I don't believe that my optimism is unfounded. I think you need optimism to make big changes, not only in yourself, but also to assist others. So what I'll say about money management that is just magnificent is when you're functioning out of multiple accounts, you create clarity. You give your money a job. I won't go into that right now, but one of the accounts, it needs to be for you. It needs to be for your future. It needs to be for your groundedness. You might put a dollar a week into that. You might put 25% of your take-home pay into that. But the reason why you want to have that money that just stays with you is because then that's the basis of your investing. And when I first learned about money management, that was the first thing that I learned. When I was young, um, actually, it's very interesting. My grandparents were very into making sure 
my parents too, but my grandparents on a whole other level. My grandma was very into Susie Orman. Um, my grandpa used to make me watch like finance videos. He'd be like, well, if you want to go to the mall, because um, that was, he liked to take me to the mall. God bless him, loved it. And he'd be like, if you want to go to the mall, you have to watch this finance video. And I remember sitting there, I'm like 12 years old with like my... That's hilarious. And I was just like, but I never forgot it. And I and looking back at it, they knew what they were doing. They were, even if I wasn't into the into it then, they were planting the seeds for me to have a clearer and more respectful relationship with money. It took me very long to get there. I mean, I wasn't 30, I was 31 when I started taking care of my finances. I'm about to be 35 in a couple months. So it took me a minute. But the reason I mention money management and having this account for yourself is because if you bring in, let's say your take home pay from your business or your job or whatever, and everything just goes straight to bills, which for many of us, that's how it can go. But what I challenge you to do is to take just a little bit and make sure it's for you. Because what you can do as you learn the tools of investing is you can literally through a very magnificent little tool that we have the privilege of experiencing, it's called compound interest. And the truth is that is how wealth is created. And the very cool thing as well is that as you get to know investing, as you get to know, and I'm still learning, so I cannot speak much to it, but as you get to know it, as you get to know the tool and you educate yourself, there's so many free resources. Like investing with Rose is where I've learned most of my stuff. What's so awesome is that you can then make your money work for you because when we're in the constant like time for pay, of course, that is, that's beautiful on a lot of levels. It's great. It's a privilege. And I also am so passionate about how can we make money work for us? Because the truth is, the more money that we have access to, the 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 better we can do in the world. Now, this doesn't mean that you're making money and it all has to go to all of these different things. Because as we know, there's plenty of things that we'd like, probably like to fund and assist. You stabilize yourself first and through money management and perhaps even through the tool of investing, if that's something you choose to do, you can create stabilization in your life. And if we take it to like an energetic level, when your root chakra, when your lower chakra, when you feel stabilized and connected and 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 taken care of in your life, it is so natural to be an overflow. It is natural to want to give to others. It's natural to want to take care of people. When I was broke and could barely pay my rent and was always worrying about eating, how was I ever looking out beyond myself? And so I, although that wasn't my initial desire to create financial empowerment, it's not like it was altruistic, but it's become that way because... I believe so strongly like you can always you can only get so much stuff before it just only feels like the natural organic next best thing to do but to assist other people and something I've noticed about extremely wealthy individuals they almost all teach financial literacy um and I feel like I went in 16 different directions with your question but um yeah, it's it's important just to speak to all of this. I feel like it all yes. goes mm-hmm. together. With the energetics of money, like what was your journey with that? Was it first like I'm going to do the tools and the processes and the strategies and then you noticed the energetics or did you do the energetics first? Like what was that relationship? Because they seem separate, mm. although I know they're the same. Oh my God, I love this question, babe, so much because 
Well, first things first, you know, I started my first business at 19 and it didn't take me very long to really recognize that I had a lot of money hangups. And when I got into my 20s, overcame uh, drug addiction around like 23, 24, uh, healed myself with that whole situation, mostly because I really started to meditate and I start and I'm not I'm not suggesting this for everyone, but for me, the what I was looking for through addictive tendencies was actually a relationship to to spirit, relationship to God. And when I started to find that through relationship to myself, relationship to my own energy, um, I got very, very into spirituality. I started doing yoga teacher trainings. I feel like my friends would be like outraging and I'm like, I'm waking up at 4 a.m. to do sadhana. Bye guys. Like I, I went kind of from one extreme to another, but through going through this fascinating kind of journey of exploring spirituality, I started to learn about this concept called prosperity. And I was like, hmm, that word, I like that word. I, I didn't know necessarily initially what it meant or what it meant to me. But looking back, that is the energetics of being in our, let's say our dharmic path or being in our why as an incarnation or as a human being. And then let's say like making our money that way, just because in this system specifically, you, we we're very focused on that. For me, as I went through my 20s, I was like, how can I make money in a way that feels right to my soul and also be in my, like, let's just say like my energetic integrity because I was never taught that. I was never taught that you fuse exactly your question, babe. Like I was never taught that like money had any relationship to energy or money had any relationship to the soul on any level. Um, but the way that I like to teach it at this point is that if God, if the universe expresses itself through all things, why is money exempt from that? And why do we kind of make that separation? So for me, initially, it was about healing my relationship to money as an energy. And then that took a long time. My 20s were... Um, if you want to hear about my 20s, just listen to our first episode together. I think I talked more about it there. But um, moving into like 30, 31, that was really when I was like, oh my God, now it's time for the tools. Like the energetics are there. I understand the emotional relationship that I have to money. Now it's time. What do I actually do to create financial empowerment in my life? How do I actually create a wealth transformation? And to me it really roots from first understanding that you are having an energetic, emotional relationship to everything in your life. And money is no different. And so I personally feel from my experience that when I first came to understand that and healed that and explored that, that was really what set the groundwork for learning money management because my first go-to was not to go learn money management. Like no way. I had to have something rooted in like the woo. Like I had to have something rooted that felt real for me at like a heart level. We hope you're enjoying this conversation. We're going to take a few moments to share brands with you that we love and who support this show. 
If you are looking for clean and effective skincare, look no further. Osea is our go-to. I got to talk to you about Osea's Hyaluronic C Serum. So I've been using it lately and y'all, I have to say, my skin is softer. It is more bouncy, which means it's more hydrated. Y'all, it looks so good. I have to say I've been getting a lot of compliments and I like skin compliments. I, <laughs> I do. Confession. Unlike some other hyaluronic serums, Osea's is clinically proven to instantly increase hydration and is anti-aging. It minimizes the appearance of all types of lines like wrinkles, crow's feet, laugh lines, and frown lines. Um, and I use it every single night before bed. Um, and I just think it's of the best quality, best quality ever. Um, I'll also plug the body oil. Osea's best selling body oil is my absolute favorite. I've talked about it before. Lightweight, moisturizing. It just makes my skin glow and not to mention smell so, so good. Since 1996, Osea has been creating clean, vegan, and cruelty-free products that are safe for your skin and the planet. So... Find your new skincare favorites at oseamalibu.com and get a special discount just for you. 10% off your first order with promo code ALMOST30 at oseamalibu.com. oseamalibu.com. Use the code ALMOST30 and you'll get 10% off your first order. Plus, you'll get free samples with every order and orders over $50 get free shipping. Go to oseamalibu.com. Use the code ALMOST30. Okay. Last week, I forgot to bring my collagen supplement to Sedona, but what did I have with me? Beauty in the broth, baby. Yo, this is a whole body essential remedy. It is a total beauty elixir. Okay, as you know, bone broth has collagen in it. This is great, not only for your skin and nails and hair, but this is also great for your gut. Okay. This is the first of its kind shelf stable single serve uh, in a concentrated format with all organic clean ingredients. It's a bone broth single serve. Can you get over it? I literally take this, I open it, I pour it into a mug, I add hot water. It is convenient. It is environmentally friendly packaging. I am obsessed and not to mention it tastes amazing. They use 100% whole organic and collagen rich ingredients and bones to create their shelf stable compact concentrate that is two times stronger than any other bone broth on the market after water is added. So again, this is a concentrated format. You pour it into a cup, you add hot water and it's two times stronger. It's so delicious. So delicious. No artificial flavors or preservatives or phthalates, sugar, and no salt added. This is all organic grass-fed ranch-raised beef and vegetarian-fed free-range chicken bones. Okay. So if you want glowing skin, strong nails and hair, improved recovery because of those amino acids, increased energy, better sleep. Uh, if you want better digestion, boosted immunity, yo, the list goes on. Go to thebeautyandthebroth.com and use the code almost30nation for 20% off. That's thebeautyandthebroth.com. Use the code almost30nation for 20% off.
I think I probably learned the energetics before the processes because then my money started to get better. And then there was less of a charge around the processes. Because if you have that relationship where you're like fearful or you're angry or you, whatever your story is, then it's hard to do the processes and the steps because you're like, I don't want to do this. This sucks. You know what's interesting I was thinking about today is um, how, and this is kind of a, a tangent and I want to get back on, but it's like how people are always like, you're so lucky you have a job. And I was thinking about the energetics of jobs and I'm like, well, isn't there, aren't you working? You know, aren't you working though for like 40 hours? So isn't like, isn't there a mutual thing happening? So why is it that, and I was, because I was thinking about people with, um, lower income jobs or hourly wages and how the minimum wage hasn't changed and how they promised that it was going to change and they didn't. And I was like, why is it like that? Where people are told you're lucky that you have a job, but yet there is an energy exchange happening. It's not like they're just giving them money. And the fact that like, I don't know, there's still that paradigm where people are still kind of like that groveling. So with that, I want to talk a little bit about money stories because I think there is like a a correlation to that. But what are some of the money stories that you see people speaking to you about or the people that you coach and work with? Um, Because I think it'd be helpful for our audience to really think about in their heads what their money story could be. I mean, one of the most powerful things is if we want to know where we're at with money, just look at where you're at with money. Like, so... I, I don't know, I haven't touched on this yet, but something that is so powerful to speak about when we talk about money is the subconscious mind. And in my 20s, when I was getting to know the concept of prosperity and really wanting to have a better relationship with money, um, I started reading these books and they're talking about the subconscious. And I was like, what is that? What's that all about? And the power of the subconscious, so we're essentially functioning every day from about 10% conscious mind. But there's a 90%, like let's say like mental processing capacity that's going on. It's sub, it's under our conscious awareness. Now, all of our stories around money, life, the world are all stored there. And I also think, again, this is just based on my experience, but I also think that the subconscious has a very heavy... Um, interaction and relationship with the nervous system. So if we have a story that I, let's just say there's never enough, maybe that was modeled to us where literally in our familial surroundings, in our community, there was never enough. And we may grow up and just still hold that, but very subconsciously. And what's so magnificent about getting to know the power and the processing power of the subconscious and the fact that we can change the subconscious is that you can look around at your life right now and be like, so wherever my money is at, no matter how much I'm making or what my bank balance rests at, or if I feel open to investing or not, or whatever the stories are, that is literally what rests in the subconscious. But I don't, and again, I don't necessarily know if this ties to neuroplasticity, but what I do know is that we can shift the subconscious. I do it every single night. And if you see something in your life where you're like, this is not working, what I suggest is first work with it at that energetic, emotional, and subconscious level. 
Because if you will not allow anything into your life that you don't believe, number one, is possible or number two, that you are worthy of. And we also have to understand that there are also systems of oppression. There are collective stories that are placed generation after generation after generation of what certain people get and what other people don't. And I believe we are and will be the generation to break that. I think it's already happening. We all are using our voices. Um, just to take it to astrology for a minute, uh, many, so we're all born in the same couple years of one another, but we are essentially what's known as the Pluto and Scorpio generation. Pluto is a very intense planet in the Western system. And Scorpio is the line drawer, the boundaries, like calling, calling shit out. And what I find really fascinating about millennials and Gen Z is just there's so much more transparency and openness. Like we are such a fascinating distinction between the generation above and, you know, and by the way, I'm not on TikTok, so I don't know a ton of what's going on, Gen Z. God, I'm loving it though, what I do see. But we're not on. I'm actually, you. Yeah, dude, you'd crush. Yeah, you'd crush. But you're crush. reels on there. Yeah. I love, I love reels. Yeah, I just repurpose. At first, I was, so, I was so afraid of doing reels. It was really? crazy. I was very nervous about... I have a... I got my cap rising. I like to like get into my groove and just rock what I'm doing. But at first, I was very nervous about the whole reels thing because it was just a change. Yeah. But then seeing how it was this opportunity to be creative and educate and inspire, I was like... And just have fun. I was like, oh, this is awesome. So maybe I'll feel that way about TikTok one of these days. We'll see. But Let anyways, <laughs> I, I will. <laughs> I will for sure. But um, I think just keeping on that note, like I am fascinated and excited about the conversations that we're having. And we are also working against systems and ideologies that have been around for a long time. And that's not easy to come forward and then be like, wait, how can we do this differently? How can we, you know, I've had definitely had feedback before, especially when I've done my five-day challenges where I've gotten like anonymous DMs and people are like, money is not spiritual. Wow. You're a drain on humanity. Like, what are you doing? And I was like, okay. I'm like, well, maybe it's not spiritual to you, but that's just your perspective. Like maybe it's not energetic to you because that's just the way you view the world. But then in addition, what that drives me and excites me to do is really just to see how can we work this tool? I look at money as a tool. I look at business as a tool. How can we work these into the octaves of our vision of what's possible? And um, that's exciting Yeah, to I'm me. sure you get a bunch of like shadow from that. You know, I think if you're doing- Every so often, totally. Money stuff, body stuff, there's like people are like- There's a ah, lot of pain around it. A lot it. of pain. Yeah. And I think like from that perspective that- you know, everything is energy. It puts you in the driver's seat. Like you can actually create what you want. And I think that is subconsciously really scary for a lot of people, you know, because it's empowering. And I feel like there is this, there is this level of intimidation around empowerment where it's, it's actually easier to be on autopilot and be told what to do and to slip into kind of the streams of what is, nor, you know, quote, normal or expected or the mainstream. And I think to be 
in that driver's seat is something that our generation is really modeling, I think, really well. Um, what was your specific money story when you, at around 31, when you kind of took control? That money wasn't for people like me. That wow. was my story. Like a p- person mm. like you as a creative or? As a creative, as a soulful drug person. <laughs> no, past drug addict. Former. Just mm. a former. Like it, it wasn't for people like me who were empathetic yeah. or just sensitive. Yeah. Um, it it wasn't like that. And, and here's the thing. The reason that I finally, that finally came to my conscious awareness is I was actually home visiting my family in Idaho. And I, this was the line in the sand moment for me. I was 30 or 31. I don't remember the timeline, maybe 30. And I had, I just gotten my first real job and I had like $200 in my bank account. And I felt like that was a lot. And I told my mom and I was proud. And she looked at me and she was so I could tell it hurt her to hear me say that. And I was like, oh my God. And there was something about, I don't know, I'm sure we all know this. Mm, Like when your family or your mom or dad looks at you a certain way, you're like, oh my God. Like it's just a piercing truth or they say something depending on the dynamic. And I just remember I burst into tears. I think I was in the shower. I don't know if you ever do this. I love when someone sits like on the Uh toilet seat down, but they sit and talk to me and when I'm in the shower. So I'm in the shower (laughs) bawling my eyes out. And I'm like, mom, money isn't made for people like me. It's not for people like me. And that was, I didn't realize that that was the story that I'd been running. Because if you think something isn't made for you or it's not available to you or it's not meant for you, well, you're going to want, number one, you're not going to want anything to do with it. And number two, it's like, I don't know. It just really was the basis of so much of my shit. I wonder if you could get to the story by saying like, so why don't you have as much money as you want? Mm-hmm. And then someone would be like, well, I it's not made for me. Totally. You know what I mean? I wonder if there's just like that clear question of why don't you have the money that you yes. would like to have? Journaling is so mm, yeah. game changing. Like, yeah. so the, the, the game changer moment for me was going to... So the the awakening moment was really that moment in the bathroom with my mom. And then here's something I want to mention because I just want to speak to the power of intention, whether you're at a place in your life with money where you feel like you're like, oh my God, money is so hard. It's a struggle. I really want to get from point A to point B, or you're deep in your money journey and you're just looking to further your wealth or your impact or both, no matter what, the power of intention and really making a clear relationship with yourself in my mind is incredibly, incredibly important. Because after I had that moment, I remember I was, I think I was flying back to Los Angeles and I looked at myself in the mirror and I said, Natalia, a year from today, everything will be different. I promise you, I will never let you get like this again. I will never ignore what's going on again. I'm going to make a change. And, you know, that next year was a powerful year for me. And one of them is I went to this three-day seminar called the Millionaire Mind Intensive. And it's based on T. Harv Eker's book. 
um, called Secrets of a Millionaire Mind, which is the number one money book that I suggest to anyone. And if anyone ever asks me, what's your favorite book, your favorite money book, it's always Secrets of a Millionaire Mind. And it's it's a little old school. I think he wrote it in the 90s, but that is the basis of where I learned money management. And that transformed my life. But something that happened at that seminar is I learned about really the pain that I'd created in my life because of an unconscious relationship to money and and, and a painful relationship to money and journaling and just getting honest with myself. I think the reason why oftentimes things cannot change is because we it's so painful and intense that we don't sit down and just get honest. And I feel like that's been a big part of my journey with money and especially healing money. I say this a lot, but healing my relationship to money, it was a lot of honesty. And that's the same in any healing dynamic, whether you're healing in a relationship or you're healing... You know, I had a powerful experience recently where, or in 2021, where I realized that I didn't trust a creative universal power, call it God, call it the universe. And I realized that because I didn't have a trusting relationship with this creative force, I was in my left brain a lot and always thinking I had to do everything. And that's exhausting. And I think so many of us, we live that way. And for me, the healing of that relationship with God has really been just like opening the conversation every single day and just also being honest, like a friend and just being like, I don't feel safe with you and here's why. And it doesn't mean it's your fault. It just means that this is where I'm at in this dynamic. And we can do the same with money. We don't need to blame money. Money is a neutral tool, a neutral force of energy, a neutral currency what is exciting is that we get to take full, full, full responsibility with grace and love and a respect for our future of, okay, well, if I'm not where I want to be right now, where can I get radically honest? And what I love, and when I teach money management, you'll I say exciting because it's, it's intimidating. Sometimes I'll be teaching it and my girls are like, what are you saying? And I'm like, this is where it gets exciting. Stay with me because remember that this process of healing and relating to money in a new way, it it is exciting because until we have another form of currency or there's no money, which I don't foresee that happening in our lifetime, we get to decide how we work with this tool and how we relate to it in our lives. And that's going to be different and unique for everyone. But the first number one is just getting honest and meeting yourself with grace. And I think that we can create true miracles when we're willing to do that and and move through the emotions that come up. Yeah, I think it's so important just, you know, the way in which you teach and share and are honest about your own story because I think it is just the shame around even the simple fact that someone doesn't have a handle on their money will keep them from doing anything about it because to admit to that, whether it's to themselves or to others, I think is socially kind of shamed or at least the self kind of projects that onto the experience. But yeah, I just think it's it's so important and it feels so much better. It's like such a simple thing and it feels so much better after you're honest with yourself, you get it out on paper or you kind of see it for what it is rather than it running everything in the background. 
You guys have had Jen Sincero on, right? No, not yet. Oh, I I love her. Her book, when I had my corporate job- You are and, a badass, and then you are a badass with money, right? Yeah, yeah. you're a badass making money. Um, when I was working my, my corporate job, I'd drive to Vernon like 90 minutes, a drive that should take no more than 25, take me 90 to hour 45. And I turned my car into a university on wheels, as uh, Tony likes to say. And I literally was like, I listened to that book religiously. And it was just that wake up point for me of how if I could relate to money in a new way, if I could learn some new tools, um, I could change everything. And I just, I really love Jen's work. And I, that book was just also another game changer, which also reminds me to say that the the way you unfold your relationship to money, it's it takes time. It, it's a process. It's just like any relationship of building trust. Like I met you beautiful angels in the last few years and we've built trust together. We've come to connect more deeply. Well, money is the same kind of dynamic. You, ha- you build trust with it. You get to understand it. And just like everything maybe I won't say everything, but most things have their own rules of engagement. As I mentioned earlier, money has its own rules of engagement. And one of the rules I believe is that we approach it with clarity. And um, that's that's a big game changer. We ha- And then just to speak, Linz, to what you were saying, like I think that overcoming the shame, like what I was going to quote from Jen Sincero is that no one teaches you money really, unless they do. No one teaches you how to have sex unless so true. that conversation happens. Mm-hmm. It's like money and sex are these. It's actually ironic because in astrology in the eighth house, that actually is the house of, it's actually the house of other people's money. It's not so much money you earn, but it's like sex, money, and taxes, kind of the joke about the eighth house and like mysticism. And there's all kinds of things Whoa. going on. It's a very powerful placement. It's a very powerful space in the chart, but... Um, I'll usually find a lot of shamans have very, very active, powerful eighth houses because the eighth house is also our relationship between this dimension and the other dimensions, um, which sex is obviously a portal for that. And uh, money, when utilized in a powerful way, can be the same. And what's really fascinating is I just love when Jen said this. She's like, yeah, like, why do we all shame ourselves for not understanding money? Most of us were never taught money because the people in our lives didn't understand money. So it's very powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very like gatekept, mm-hmm. you know, by... And I think that's what's so interesting about crypto is that it's like so broy, <laughs> And so it's like another expression of, for guys to like... It's almost like sports betting where you're like, buy the dip, it's going down. I predict this one, you know, buy low, sell high. This one's up, go to the moon, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, you guys are sports betting. Go to the much. moon. Is that like a do- saying? Dogecoin. Go to like the Doge moon. to a dollar, the Dogecoin or whatever. This is Chris's life. This is I my whole life. <laughs> I'm, I'm learning so much. That's my whole life. It's just, it's like, yeah, but it's, but then there is a beauty of the opportunity in it. And I do think it's going to be the gateway to something else, mm-hmm. like a gateway to a different type of currency that totally. I think we can all really work on. What are some other transits for this year that you've seen? Or what are some other astrology highlights that you think would relate to money or you think people should just be on the lookout for in general? Hmm. 
I'm like, we have I the think, node switch. I think North Node in, in Taurus and Uranus and Taurus is maybe all I got. Can I pull up what's a chart the, real what's quick? What's the South Node switch? So the South Node, so the nodes are always 180 degrees away from one another and they essentially move retrograde through the, they're just always moving backwards. That was mm-hmm. something I literally noticed like a few years ago. I was like, oh. I'm <laughs> like, oh. Or even in our, weird. our own charts, not ours particular, mm-hmm. but like our yes. natal charts. Yes, I love to talk about that because I'm, they I'm look definitely at? a bit more versed with that. I think you're you're way more versed than you think, but what's the, <laughs> what is, yeah, what can we look at? What can people look at on their natal charts to understand maybe something around money? Totally. I'm at, it's actually funny. I've been writing these prosperity reports. They take me like three hours. I'm like, oh my God. I like thought it was this great idea. And then I was like, wow, this Where just took sharing me seven it? hours. Um, so I'm on a wait list for them right now, but I, cause I'm in, tri- I had 30 orders and I'm just like on report number five. I was like, I totally oh. vastly underestimated, but it's fine like because what I'm also excited is that I'm going to turn this into a very low cost um, report generator at some point. But right now I'm doing them all myself so that we have the information for the generator. Um, but anywho, basically... Okay, I'll tell you guys what essentially, I actually just did a really cool episode about this called Your Prosperity Placements. And inside of that episode and what I'm doing, um, personalizing these charts is we look at your second house transit. We look out as a sixth or a 10th house transit. Um, I also take a look at the natal Venus, natal North Node and natal Jupiter. These are shorter reports, but... What's so cool is when we look at our Venus placement, we can see our unique way of relating to money and value. Um, It also can point to how we make money. Mine's Taurus. Yeah, that's powerful. Wink, wink. And you know what's interesting too is that, well, and it's interesting because my Venus is in the second house, which the second house is Taurus ruled, but my Venus is in Pisces. So it's really fascinating because... I teach money in a very kind of spiritual, empathetic octave, which is very Pisces. But then the second house is money and Venus rules money and rules the second house. So that's why I guide my babes. I'm like, take a look and see where your Venus is placed. And something I I just want to advise when it comes to looking at your natal chart, especially if you take to the internet, is please never use your astrology against yourself. That's something really important that I teach because astrology is, from my perspective, a tool for empowerment. And if you're like, oh, my Venus is in this sign in this house, I must not be meant to make money. Number one, don't do that to yourself. Mm -hmm. Don't bypass it in that way because it's not true. Every single, what I always like to say is there's opportunity in every placement. So it's really just about keeping your perspective empowered, open, and optimistic to actually look for the opportunity in each placement. Something that one of my favorite astrologers is uh, Colin Bedell. He's a queer cosmos on Instagram. And he did a story at some point a couple of years ago. And he was like, just stop paying attention to like detriments and exaltations. It's very old school astrology because that's where we start to use our astrology against ourselves where we're like, oh, I, I don't have this or my this planet is in a fall in my chart and we use it against ourselves. It's very easy to do that 
with money stuff too, because we'll look at something and just in case it doesn't fit a particular mold, well, you just have to remember you're here to break the fucking mold. So just remember to look at your chart in that way of like what is presented here and where can I witness the opportunity? So your North Node is going to be your potential. Your North Node is going to be in essence, like where you are meant to go in a lifetime. And it can feel initially extremely uncomfortable. But a big part of unlocking your relationship to prosperity is about just seeing, well, where, what did my, I'm going to get real esoteric for a moment, but like, what did I come here to do? Because I believe that when we are fulfilling our why of why we actually came here, that is where our prosperity rests. But a lot of times what happens, and it's a lot because of our programming and just the times that the, you know, all of it, the collective sort of attitudes, we just, we can get so narrow-minded and we get so hyper-logical. And your brilliance and your magic is not in your logic. Your logic is a tool and there's a lot of power and importance in logic, but there's also a lot of power and importance in your heart. There's a lot of power and importance in your creativity. And when it comes to money and relating to like, let's say the prosperity in our chart specifically, it will ask you to get creative because your soul is a creative force and you're not meant to just fit in. If you're hearing these words, you're just not meant to just fit in. I don't think you'd be drawn to Kristen Lindsay's work. I don't think you'd be listening to this episode right now. So I think we just have to remember that, that we have a unique emanation and the chart specifically is what's there to help us understand that blueprint, that prosperity blueprint, so to speak. Jupiter is amazing to look at because Jupiter is literally like an expansion point for the soul. So you can literally take a look at Jupiter and just be like, okay, my Jupiter, where are your guys' Jupiters? Capricorn. In what house? Aries. Your mom's house. <laughs> my mom would love to hang with you. Aries I fucking the, can't wait to meet her. She's Aries in the seven. She's a Capricorn speaking Capricorns. She you're, is. I you're Aries in the seven. So Jupiter in the seventh house, but Jupiter is in Aries. Oh, babe, that's really that powerful sense. actually for partnerships. Damn, that's why. And marriage. Mm-hmm. Oh, just kidding. I'm Jupiter and Taurus. Oops, in the eighth house. Oopsie. Where's all your Capricorn? You have so much Cap. I know. I remember. Saturn, Uranus, Neptune. Are you in 89, baby? 88. 88. So yeah, you're like just at the beginning of that Cap stellium because like Mick is an 89 and then a lot of 9091 babies. It's like there's a meme that was going around for a while of a baby coming out in a fucking suit in a briefcase. It's <laughs> my favorite meme of all time. Jupiter in the eighth house gives you a shrewd and careful personality. Are you reading, are you reading time yes. passages? That's fucking hilarious. Are you yeah. reading time passages? I love time passages. One Me of them too. was like, oh, here it is. Here it is. This is my favorite. You are also likely to be fond of good food and your waistline <laughs> may have a tendency to expand. <laughs> Dude, what Yo. is that from? It's from time passages. Uh, they're just- Thank you, time passages. I'm literally wearing expanded pants today. but that's the thing like that's why even though like truth be told I really want to write an astrology book one day because of the way I approach astrology um, I'm also like oh my god that's gonna be a lot of work oh yeah there is so much like one of my favorite books even though it's very old school and I don't like some of the synthesis because it's just very fatalistic kind of like that like you're like 
okay. Like, yes. thanks for the tip. <laughs> yeah, literally. You're like, yeah, you're like, thanks for the tip. Because the way I would read Jupiter in the eighth, I think I've told you this before, but that is very much about stepping into and honoring your deep psychic gifts because the eighth house is the house of transformation. So it can also be a lifetime where you are truly meant to transform and go through very deep metamorphosis. Um, but Jupiter in the eighth also, I mean, the thing that I always say with astrology is I give tons of keywords because I'm like, literally put the power in your hands and see what resonates for you. That's how I teach it. So there's kind of two sides of two sides of the coin with every house. There's kind of the energetic esoteric. And then there's also very mundane of like, yeah, waistline. I don't know what that's <laughs> about. That. They're just like, it's like nagging. Like, you know, what's it called? The book I'm, called where it's like um, the... It's a, written by a man and it's so ridiculous. It's about hitting on women. Oh my God. It's called The Game. The Game. And where they're oh, like, tell yeah, her a compliment. Yeah. They're like, I love your hair. It's not as ugly as you would think. Like you compliment <laughs> them and then you nag them. It's like them. a, bag, a yes, backhanded. Like a backhanded to get them to feel attached to you because of their wounding. I don't even know. So it's oh like, you're amazing Lord. and great at work. You're psychic. And then it's like, and your waistline expands. You're like, what? <laughs> so you're like on board. You're like, totally psychic. Yeah, okay, totally, totally. And then you're like, wait, so I feel like, owie, okay. Yes. No, I, but we the, had a psychic too one time in an interview. She's like, are you sick? I'm like, no. She's like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, not, she's like, not yet. <laughs> I, I remember, remember that. that. Yo, are I you was like, serious? am I going to? Get cancer? Yeah, it's someone. There was I know someone. Who it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. It no, was. but that's the thing. Like, but it was these hilarious. tools I'm like, are no, powerful. Bitch. It's like use them responsibly. Yeah, yeah. our words are so powerful. We'll be back in just a moment, but first, we want to share a little bit about the sponsors who support this episode. Who doesn't love cereal? Okay, growing up, cereal was the best part of my morning. <laughs> I loved Frosted Flakes. I loved Honey Nut Cheerios. But as an adult, you know, we're trying to eat better. But healthy breakfast doesn't have to be boring, boring, boring. Magic Spoon has completely changed this for me. I'm excited if you haven't heard of them. Uh, Magic Spoon is basically your dreams come true. It is healthy cereal to say it bluntly. Very healthy cereal, zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. Only 140 calories a serving. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, and low-carb. Build your own box. Available flavors to build your very own custom bundle are cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, blueberry, cinnamon, cookies and cream, and maple waffle. Go to magicspoon.com slash almost 30 to grab a custom bundle of cereal and be sure to use our promo code almost 30 at checkout to save $5 off your first order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash almost 30 and use the code almost 30 to save $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. I am getting the best night's sleep lately. Okay, I'm sleeping at the perfect temperature. I feel cozy. Ah, I'm so happy. I love my Buffy Cloud Comforter. Okay, if you're looking for a new comforter, this is your sign and this is the one you need to get. It's the best. The Cloud Comforter is covered in ultra 
breathable eucalyptus fiber. Let me tell you why that's amazing. It's softer than cotton and it naturally soothes the skin. It's sustainable. Eucalyptus uses 10 times less water than cotton to grow and its fiber is produced using recyclable earth-friendly solvents. It's hypoallergenic. So if you have allergies, yo, this is for you. Plus it's high thread count shuts out dust, mold, and mites for a healthier sleeping environment. And it's machine washable. I love it. I put it in the wash all the freaking time. And the stitching pattern, it helps the fluffy stay in place. I think the coolest part is that its fill is made from 100% recycled water bottles. The inside fill of each comforter has those recycled water bottles that are transformed and given a second life as a super fluffy fiber. So this is keeping approximately 50 bottles out of landfills and oceans per comforter. How amazing. Plus the average down comforter harms 12 geese, but Buffy's comforter is cruelty free. I love this comforter. It is so, so comfy and it lets me not sleep so hot. It just keeps you at the perfect temperature. You can try a comforter in your own bed for free. If you don't love it, return it at no cost. Go to Buffy. Dot co and enter the code almost 30. You're going to get $20 off your Buffy comforter. That's buffy.co. Use the code almost 30 for $20 off your Buffy comforter. There's always the financial collapse conversation in the collective. Totally. And it's just being really, really, you know, drip dropped. That's what I'm seeing as like the sign. It's just like the dropping of the water where they're just dropping in the collective as a conversation to create the narrative mm. of fear to yeah. sort of bring it to life. Yeah. And that's what they do with all the apocalypse movies, all the doom and gloom. Totally. We're watching all these things and we're creating our reality. Yes. And so I think we need to be careful when we're sort of like, oh, it's we're, it's going to happen. Blah, blah, blah. 100%. Because like, we confirm we have, well, number one, we're prone to negativity bias yes. just based on the age of our brains. So we just also always have to remember that media understands that their business, they have to keep their lights on and do all the things. Um, that's why I feel like I'm so obsessed with what I like to call like conscious business, conscious entrepreneurship, because it's like your bottom line actually gets to rest on the way you serve other people. That's why I'm obsessed with the things we've set up because I'm like, well, when I'm selling, I know that someone making this purchase betters their life. I'm excited for more of that to catch on in the collective, especially around the financial conversation, because I just think that it's so easy with money if you don't understand it. Numbers in general, if you don't understand numbers or money, it can instantly feel like you are out of a club that you are like, I need to belong to this fucking club. Crypto but coven. The, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> we will share what we know when we know yes. it. <laughs> We're going to create a Discord for coven and NFTs to get in. <laughs> what is Discord. I've heard we'll it's, where, it's where most people, if you have an NFT or like a DAO, uh-huh. which is a what oh, Justin yes. has, you have okay. like a Discord. And Discord's pretty much like a Slack. Like a community Slack. You can create Slack. channels. Yeah. 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 My hell. Fascinating. <laughs> He's like, oh, they voted, they voted on this thing, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I don't want anyone. But Justin's a Taurus. Like, I have to just yes. say I'm so happy to see him in this in his essence because <laughs> yes. he's just like loving this. Yes. I want to look mm-hmm. at Justin's chart. That'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Yes. Taurus baby. I kind of want to get to some of the really tactical, maybe even like unsexy parts of the money management. My favorite. Let's do it. Like, What did you tell Crystal the other day when you met? Oh, we had so much fun. God, like 
I actually had a moment. I get like teary-eyed. I I probably won't today because I think I'm slightly dehydrated, so I won't be crying. (laughs) (laughs) But rocks will start falling from her eyes. Exactly. (laughs) I'm like, stay there. Thank you. But, you know, I had a realization because I do these free um, one-to-one money mastery, money management mastery sessions. What a mouthful. M squared. Um, We do these little sessions. And the first time I did one for a woman, well, number one, took an hour and she was so cool. I was like, I'm just going to be real with you. I was like, this feels like the first time I ever read tarot or did astrology. And now I'm doing this with you. I have no idea what I'm doing, but we're just going to figure it out together. And by the end of it, she was so moved. I was... I bawled after I got off that call with her because I was like, oh my God, this is why I've gone through everything because yes, astrology and tarot are empowering tools and I love them and that's where I started. But this to me is the true empowerment, like getting to sit down with a woman and just, you know, it can be very uh, intimate because I'm like, hey, like share what you feel safe sharing, but tell me what's going on. Tell me your numbers. Where are you at? Do you know how much you make a month? Do you know how much is going out a month? And the shame that usually comes up is so powerful. That's how it was for me when I was learning all this stuff. Like the fact I didn't know my numbers. I didn't know how to manage money. I didn't know what the heck was going on. So essentially when I sit down in these money mastery sessions like I did with Crystal, we got to do it in person. She was my first in person. It was really fun. But um, really, I just sit down and I'm, I have, I made my own, I got to build an app. Maybe I'll talk to Justin. I don't know if Justin's doing apps anymore, but we'll, we'll chat. But basically, I want to create, because right now I'm just working in a Canva, but basically, I want to create my own like little digital platform where women can do this or I don't know. I, wow. Anyways, I won't, I'm not going to drop it here on A30 because it's again, not very formed. But right now I work in Canva. And so in Canva, I'm like, do, do, do. Here's your online banking. So you don't have to actually open your online banking and show me. But I essentially I work with first step first is let's work and see what five accounts, if you were to open five accounts, which five areas of your life have got to be taken care of financially? Like what what is actually needs to go on? I'm going to break this down in a minute. Then we do percentage allocations. Well, to make healthy percentage allocations, we've got to know your numbers. We've got to know what's coming in, what's going out. And so we can make healthy percentage allocations. And then we we have fun and we allocate your money. And so when I sat down with Crystal, she was amazing. Like it was really powerful for both of us because she really let me in and also let me, um, I like, it. we were like, let's just like look at our numbers. Like let's stop keeping all of this so hidden from each other and share. And we just had a powerful conversation on just, wow, the fact, maybe some of the disempowerment of women is that we've also, number one, been shamed for not knowing all of this. But then number two, we don't talk to each other. I feel like that's what's so powerful for us in the coven too, is just that we, you know, we're transparent and we're there to serve and and assist each other and really help that. The fact also that I teach all of this, it's like, it's really anchored me in just like seeing how unique people's money situations are. Because a lot of times... And I can totally be guilty of this as well. But like you teach money and you don't realize that you're landing. So if there's, let's say, 200 people listening to you learning about money management, well, you're getting 200 completely different 
money situations. And so what's been powerful for me doing these sessions is really seeing how unique our situations are. But the way that I've come to put this system together, it's really powerful because I feel that it can work for anyone, no matter what you have going on. So first things first, the accounts that I suggest, this always sounds crazy. People always want to throw their computer across the room when I say this, but I'm like, basically you have an account for each, um, let's say section of your life that you're taking care of financially. So the, let's say you're a business owner, that's mainly who I work with. So let's say you're a business owner, you are going to have a necessities and personal account, a savings and investment account, a deposits and allocation account, a taxes account, and a business account. This is just very rudimentary just to get started. And basically each account has a job. Money loves having a job. If you ever hear me say masculine and feminine, I'm never talking about gender. I'm speaking about energetic polarity. So if money and it's more masculine polarity were, let's just say we attributed that masculine essence to it. What I'm saying is that it likes to be told what to do. It seeks structure. It wants to have a space to do its job, right? So when we have the clarity with the bank accounts, it's really powerful because if I know, okay, necessities personal, that's a personal account. Savings and investments, that's where I save money and that's where I invest. Deposits and allocation, that's where my money comes into my account and that's where I deposit it to my other four accounts or allocate it to my other four accounts. Taxes, that's for taxes. Business, that's for my business. Boom, that's it. If you don't have a business and you just want to get started with a system like this, what I suggest is if you have a financial issue that you'd like to overcome, debt, healing, whatever it may be, have an account for that. If you have a financial dream that you're excited to access, maybe it's buying a car or a house or just having a certain amount in your savings, have an account for that. Um, and then if, like I said, if you have a job that pays your taxes, you don't need to necessarily have a business and tax account, but have a deposits and allocation account where you can literally track exactly what you're making every single month because that deposits and allocation account that's all that's in there. That's all that's going on in that account. So when you print your statement, oh my God, I sound like I'm born in 19. I like it. 30. I love like a print. prints. I, I love too. printing. Oh, we Printing's print here. I we love print. printing. Every time, every time I use our printer, I'm like, I I'm so glad I have a printer. Yep. I love printing. I love writing on paper. I've yes, wanted to get one same. of those remarkables, but I've what is I've, that? It's a it's like a notebook. Oh, but, that goes to your phone. I don't know. Have you seen it? I've seen it. I must talk about it because they think serve it me ads right, every yeah. day. But basically, it's like I've wanted one of those. But I'm like, I love writing. I love pens. I just like the whole thing. Anywho, print your print print your statement or just take a look at it on your phone, and then you can see. Okay, well, whatever was deposited, that's exactly what I made this month. Because like, uh, like I it. just think that's so powerful. So with deposits and allocations, that would essentially be your paychecks, any invoices that are paid yeah. if you're a yeah. business owner. Okay. So that's where it's all originally being funneled. Yes. And then it's being to, to, dispersed to the other four exactly. accounts. Exactly. Allocated, it. dispersed. Like, Can and, it, Do banks just open up any accounts? I mean, this is where the conversation can get, you know, varied because... I have babes message me all the time. They're like, my bank wants to charge me this or my bank won't let me do this. And I go the Ramit Sethi route. I'm like, please go read. Um, I will teach you to be rich. One of, my, one of my other favorite money books. I'm like, go read that and just remind yourself that you are 
a customer and it is actually quite expensive for your bank to get you back or get you in the first place. So I think sometimes we forget that number one, we're talking to other humans because we look at banks as such massive institutions and they are, but you're also talking to human beings. And in addition, you're also talking to businesses who want your business. So what I say with that, I never make a certain suggestion for a bank. I never make... I don't give advice like that. I always want the power to rest in what works for you. And I'm very much like, you got to do your own research and see what's best. But what I will say is that make your bank work for you. And if they won't explore another bank, I know it's a pain in the ass to move your accounts. But if there's something about it that just isn't working, then you get to have that power and jurisdiction to be like, you know what, this isn't working. Let me explore something that could. And the truth is your like your financial peace is worth it. Yeah. Your sense of stability and power is worth it. So yes. I think that's with so much stuff. It's like, even with like when I do the life edit or anything like that, it's like, I was even thinking about this today because there's trash in my car. And I was like, how long does it take you to take the trash out of your car? One minute. And it's that thing where you're in the car and you're like, there's trash on the car. You know, the whole car ride, I'm like, there's that trash in the car. And it's like that residue of thinking all the time, like I'm broke or something, you know, I don't know what's going on with my money. And it's not worth the mental space. Like when you actually pay concerted attention to it. It doesn't take that much time. It doesn't take that much energy. It's just all the stories we have around these things where it's like, I don't have time. You know, I can't do this right now. That really take up so much more mental energy than I think we really understand or know. A million. I, I always ask, I'm like, is it worth the $20 charge? Like for all of your accounts, is it worth the $20 charge to have clear, powerful, and peaceful dynamics with your finances. I'm like, maybe that is what it takes. Like, I think sometimes we can all get really into like, I don't want to pay a fee or, and I totally respect that. And I get it. But at the same time, if that is the small price that you're paying to, to financially, like to feel financially empowered, it's like, I just, I, I beg to say it is absolutely worth it. And, um, I look at my banking system as like my life mastery dashboard. Like I see every single account. I know everything that's going on at all times, especially being a business owner. I can see exactly what we need to do. I actually hired my first CFO coach named Michael King. I worked with him. I asked him, I was like, am I your worst client student of all time? He's like, no. He's like, you're resistant, but he's like, I can work with resistance because you want to change. Because for me, I when I first was working with him, I was like, he's talking to me about cash flows and like, um, what else have we learned? I mean, but like big budgets, like cash flow projections. And I was like, my eyes were glazing over, but I was like, I care so much about what I do. And I want it to reach as many people as possible that I'm like, I'm willing to be uncomfortable and learn this stuff so that my business can be healthy and that we can continue to serve and grow. And I'm like, okay, like I'm down for this. But So the reason I bring up that little autogé is, is where can you do that for your money? And where can you do that for your, the vision that you have for your life? Get a little uncomfortable in the moment and maybe take some uncomfortable actions um, to make massive changes. Because I think that's, and I also believe energetically the universe loves when we do things like that. 
Mm-hmm. I think it's important whenever we talk about this stuff, it's like, I think one of the first steps is always becoming the observer. And that's why when you were talking about meditation being powerful for you, it's like that was what really led me to make all changes in my life because then I could observe myself. Because before you're like, yeah, I just don't have good money relationship. And you're just kind of living that way. But then when you have through meditation, that observer mentality, you're like, okay, I'm going to watch myself for the next week. Like, what am I spending money on? How am I talking about money? How am I relating to money? And the noticing and just being the observer of your life and your stories and all things that you're saying you want, but don't actually have, like what is the disconnect? And that observer helps you be in that space. So I think meditation is a really powerful tool for people too, to leverage throughout the process to really getting honest with themselves. And I always say inside of Magical Women and Money, my my membership, I'm like, listen, like you get to bring your relationship to money into your spiritual practice. Like that to me is where we make the changes yeah. because it, mm-hmm. for many of us learning the left brain of like, oh, I'm supposed to do this money management. Oh, Natalia told me to open these accounts and now I do this, but you're sitting on a pile of financial pain and like uh, un you know, kind of undigested stuff, uh, you're not going to, it's not going to stick. Like you're, and I believe our relationship to our soul, our relationship to our heart, our relationship to the universe, to God is what helps us actually become more open to doing the challenging things in our life. Because for some of us, money feels easeful and we just flow with it. For some of us, money is remarkably confronting. And I was the second part. I was, it was more remarkably confronting. And it was through my relationship to myself and cultivating like more of a soulful connection to this part of my life that I really was able to make big changes because it gave me the available energy to do what I needed to do mm-hmm. to make the shifts. Yeah. Yeah, it's like being able to hold that like abundance has been part of the journey for me where it's like, yeah, it's 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 hard to describe. But before it was so, I was so closed off to being able to hold that because I hadn't seen anyone hold that um, as like an example. Um, but I feel like the women in my life now are like the biggest examples and holders of that. So it's always just really good as a, as a modeling. Um, just on the, those accounts, I just wanted to kind of close the loop there. Are you then from those individual accounts saying a percentage is going to go to certain investments, certain types of investments? Like, are there... They, thank you, my Virgo, because I went on some like full no, 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 no. energetic I dissertation. I'm <laughs> no. like, oh yeah, we got to finish the process. No, it was, per- it was perfect. <laughs> but so yeah, so basically let's... I'll actually just break it down one more time because repetition is how we is how we create mastery. So we have our accounts. My suggestion is personal um, necessities and personal account. Uh, savings and investment, deposits and allocation account, taxes account, business account. So you have these accounts. They're all separate. They're all labeled in your online banking. What we're going to do is we're going to know our numbers. We're going to know I have this much coming in. I have this much going out because then you're going to be able to do step two, which is set your percentage allocations. And that sounds like a fancy word. I actually love saying that term. It's kind of fun, but it's very simple. Literally, it is just the percentage amount of your money that's going to that part of your life. So if you have 60% 
of your percentage allocations going to your personal account because you're, let's say your expenses are high or just you have kids or whatever, like that's just where most of your money needs to go. Fantastic. 60%. Well, we have 40% to play with for the rest of your accounts. Let's say then you are like, hey, I have a savings goal of 20%, but right now it needs to start at 6%. Then your percentage allocation for your savings investment account is going to start at 6 You can always raise it. Then let's say you are a business owner, just because those were the examples I gave. Let's say 15% goes to your taxes account from that... Um, the 100% that you're allocating. And then I'm not great with subtraction in my head, but whatever the leftover amount would be, would be the percentage that goes to your business. But again, you want to be thoughtful about the way you set these allocations because they really do... In order for this, this system to work for you, you've got to make sure that you are tending to... Um, each part of your life. So if you do this system, all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, I only gave my business 20% or I only gave um, my debt healing account 20%, but really my debt needs this because of interest rates or my business expenses are this. So actually I need to bump this up. Remember, this is a process of exploration and you can always change these. And that's why I love my little canvas sheet because um, when you have that, you can really like rock and roll with uh, doing this and kind of going back and forth with it and just seeing what works. It doesn't have to be set in stone. So process, you have your accounts, you've got your percentage allocations after you know your numbers. Then when a deposit comes in, you know, well, 60% is going to personal necessities, 10% goes to savings, 20% goes to um, my business, whatever, adds up to 100. (laughs) And I know that like every time I have a system and money loves that. And that's where we get to get creative with money is when money feels like it has a stabilized place in your life, watch what it can do for you. Because I used to be someone who just didn't have a ton of available access to my potential because I was so worried and concerned about money all the time. And what I found is when I began to stabilize both emotionally, spiritually, energetically, and financially, it's like all my potential came online and it's just been amazing. Sometimes I like pinch myself and I'm that's why I'm so obsessed with teaching about financial empowerment and also the money management system particularly is because of what it's done for my life. So I hope that doesn't sound too... I'm very visual. So speaking about it, you know, I've talked about it enough that I can break it down pretty simply, but um, it's, it's an incredible thing. And it's actually very simple once you like really sit down and get to it. Powerful. Yeah. You've mentioned it a few times and this is the last question for me, but the debt healing. So for people that have debt... Do you suggest they pay that first or what's the process for debt healing? Yeah. So first things first, because I always like to say that I work on what's known or what I call the two sides of money. So there's the, let's say like the energetic spiritual and then the tactical practical, I like to call it. When it comes to debt, it's extremely important. First and foremost, in my opinion, and from what I've seen in my work, to first work with the energetic emotional because debt so often it has such a weight. Speaking of the S word, shame, like no, there is rare a place inside of money more than debt where people just hold so much shame. Um, And so what I'll say first and foremost is number one, 
it is not your fault, but it now does get to be your responsibility to make the shift. The first place you get to make the shift is in forgiveness. So forgiving, something that I've spoke to my women about is like, look, like for whatever reason, you have this debt and at the time you needed it or you wanted it, it doesn't matter. It's done. It's just like the past. It is complete. It doesn't have to be an identity. It can be a teacher. And maybe the teacher is that you never want to be in this position again. So forgiveness is very paramount on that more energetic level when it comes to debt healing. Then we get to get tactical, practical. We sit down, we know our numbers. I actually had a beautiful call with a woman inside of MWMM and she was like, we're talking about her debt. Her number one thing was debt healing. And she's like, oh my God, I don't know any of my numbers. And I said, listen... I said, how are you feeling right now? Me asking you these questions. She's like, I feel ashamed. I don't know these numbers. And I was like, okay, so listen, I'm like, let's do a little, let's do a little breathing. Let's do a little breath work. And then I'm sending you off. I'm like, go get a, go get a glass of water with like a squeeze of lime, like make this fun, get a notebook and call everyone, like your student loans, your whatever, call and get the exact numbers, get the APRs, get the interest rates, whatever. I'm like, get it all on paper and then DM me and we're going to set up another call. So she took her a couple of days, but she messaged me and then she was like, Natalia, that was so hard to do, but I'm like, wow, I know what I have now. Mm-hmm. And anytime that we that I've worked with women around debt, It's always about first, you got to know what you have. Because a lot of times what happens with debt is we don't understand the system, the credit system. We don't understand what's at hand. And then we just, then the shame comes in, whatever. And then we don't take action. So remember, as I've been speaking about, when we have that energetic capacity or like, let's just say that relationship to our inner, we have more available energy to do what we need to do to make the change. And I've had women in my work heal anywhere. And these results are very rare, but I just, I love to share them because I want to share what's possible. But I've had women heal anywhere from $20,000 in debt. I had a woman heal $125,000 in debt because the first thing she had to do was forgive herself, totally let herself off the hook and then step into the action of what it is that she needed to do and even who she needed to bring in to help her finally conquer this six-figure amount of debt. And she did it. And um, it was just an absolutely magnificent thing. So it's really just about the clarity. And then also what I suggest is once you have the clarity, then it's like, all right, get your money management system in place. So maybe even before you start saving and investing, get rid of that debt. You're paying to have that money. You're you're paying someone to have that money on your name. So you may as well. And Mick, you know, and I'll be very transparent. I just learned how credit card systems work when I got in my um relationship with Mick, which was in 2019. And he I had like a five $5,500 balance on a credit card for like upwards of five years. Cause that was like kind of how I lived. And if I had a little bit of credit, I used it, but I always kept a balance cause I had no fucking clue how credit cards worked. So Mick introduced me to credit karma and he's like, babe, like 
use your money management system and pay this off right now. And so that's exactly what I did. And I was like, and he really walked me through coming to understand how to use a tool like Credit Karma and also just how to really manage my relationship to credit. And um, the money management system does that. Do not, if you are like savings and investing sounds awesome, but I have, you know, $25,000 in student loans, tackle the student loans first. And if you want to give like a little bit to your savings and investments, and then a lot more to your to your debt, do that. And what I just want to say, because of course, I don't have the one size fits all and all be all advice, but just get resourceful. If there's a financial issue in your life, know that you can handle it. But the first things first is usually go to the source, which is first going to yourself and going to your relationship to source energy, and then go to the source of the problem. So if it's resting with your your unhappiness in your work or your job, if it's resting in debt, go and start to tackle these things head on. Because that's another powerful thing with money is that it really requires us to really engage and be right here and not to ignore. It's just, it just doesn't work. So yeah, I really hope that's helpful with debt healing because it's, it's, I've seen very, very powerful, powerful situations come out of that process. And it always, or not always, but in my experience, it it happens or heals faster than you think. I think we approach healing and we're like, this is going to be so hard. This is going to take forever. Is it even worth it? And Mm. it happens faster than we think. So a million, I just want to like underline that a million times. And, And I feel like we are so fortunate to be in the time that we're in right now. We have access to information and not just information, but wisdom. There are people who are sharing their wisdom as you babes are, as the women in our worlds, like the wellness uh, community, there is so much, like YouTube is how I learned most of the stuff that I know. I just found ways, especially when I didn't have money, I couldn't invest in coaches and whatever. I, I took to books and I took to YouTube. So I just, I just want for anyone, let's say someone's listening and they're just like, I really want to transform this part of my life. Just know that you can. But it's really about learning a new tool, learning a new skill, a new way to relate to your finances and then taking action. And it is just, I think you'll be amazed at what you can create, but it does take patience. It takes patience and love. Mm. So powerful, babe. So good. (laughs) We'll have all the links to everything we talked about in the show notes. Um, for you guys to dig into the books and the YouTubes and the money management tools from your site, Magical Women and Money in the show notes as well. And we have one more podcast with Natalia that we did a few years ago. You can hear us from maybe 2019 mm-hmm. uh, talk about your Saturn return in your 20s and really mm-hmm. your journey in life. We love you so much. You can also hear us on your show. So oh, you've been on, I've wait. been on, mm-hmm. and then we've been on as a team to Natalia's podcast. I love you guys. I'm so grateful. Thank you for such a beautiful, and I love getting to see you guys in person. It's the best. Love you. Love you. Bye-bye. Thank you so much, Natalia, nataliabenson.com, Natalia Benson on Instagram. Again, we've been on her show. She's been on ours before. And you can also subscribe to Almost 30. We have over 500 episodes, tons of really, really juicy spirituality, wellness, relationship content. We've gone on, uh, we've really done it. <laughs> <laughs> we really, really you guys, done it. 
I've really done a great job. <laughs> Listen to this 500 times. <laughs> we love you. Thank you so much for listening. It's always a joy. Thank you so much to the sponsors that make this show possible. We only show you brands that we really love and products that we really use. Thanks to Osea, Beauty in the Broth, Magic Spoon, Buffy, and Athletic Greens. All information about our sponsors, discounts, and more is in our show notes, as well as on almost30.com slash partners. We'll see you soon. See you soon.